You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Powered by the Salvation Army. Today, 100% of your donations will be used for Hurricane Florence relief. To give through Alexa, say, Alexa, make a donation to the Salvation Army. Or visit helpsalvationarmy.org. To solve flying cars' biggest problem, tie them to power lines. By Eric Adams. Of the many challenges facing the nascent flying car industry, few turn more hairs gray than power. A heavier aircraft needs more power, which requires a bigger battery, which weighs more, thus making a heavier aircraft. You see the dilemma. So how do you step out of that cycle and strike a balance that lets you fly useful distances at useful speeds without stopping to recharge? One startup thinks the answer lies in another question. Who needs a big battery anyway? San Francisco-based Carmen Electric proposes dividing the need for power from the need to carry that power through the air. It wants to connect passenger-carrying electric air taxis to dedicated power lines on the ground, like an upside-down streetcar setup. The aircraft will carry small batteries so they can detach from the lines when necessary, but they'll get most of their juice from the cords allowing them to cover long distances at high speeds. A few more questions, then. What happens if the cable gets jammed, or a bird flies in its path, or a helicopter wanders by? What if there's a power loss on the ground, or if two vehicles get their cords tangled? How can you traverse bodies of water or rugged terrain? And doesn't tying a flying car to the ground defeat the whole purpose? Carmen co-founder Chiranjeev Kalra an alum of Virginia's Hyperloop One program, has a surprisingly reasonable set of responses to this unsurprisingly wide array of concerns. For starters, the vehicles will pull power from the ground only at altitudes of 30 to 100 feet, outside of dense population centers. If they're flying through a city or approaching their destination, they can disengage from the power line, pull in the tether, and run off their own battery, flying as high as 3,000 feet. This portion of the flight is untethered and operates on batteries, Kalra says, typically the so-called first or last mile of intercity travel. The idea of routing power straight from the grid to a moving electric vehicle 
is as old as the moving electric vehicle. Trolleys have been doing it for more than a century. In cities like San Francisco, buses and streetcars use this setup. It's common for trains, too. The setup has even been broached as a way to run long-haul trucks on electricity instead of diesel. Carmen simply inverts the idea, combining the flexibility of an air vehicle that can detach and go anywhere whenever necessary, something trains can't do, with the efficiency of a grid-powered system. Named for the Hungarian aerospace engineer, Theodor von Karman, the company debuted the idea of a demonstration at Bentonville UP, a secretive, invitation-only air taxi conference held this past weekend in Bentonville, Arkansas. Carmen engineers strung a pair of wires between two supports and flew a small quadcopter drone back and forth between them. Carmen is developing a full-scale, six-rotor demonstrator now and expects to start testing by the end of the year. A full-scale system could, Calra says, transport 10,000 people per hour for hundreds of miles between cities, cruising in close formation at speeds north of 200 miles per hour. That makes it more capable than an aircraft that can use only as much power as it can afford to carry. And while it doesn't eliminate the need for room on the ground, Calra says stringing those power lines is still easier than building, say, a Hyperloop. This is a completely open system, Calra says. Aircraft can leave or enter the power track at any point and land whenever they need. At those entry and exit points, the wire runners that connect to the ground track would be flown down via built-in drones, then retracted via the same setup at the end. And if a cable does get caught on something, a quick-release mechanism stops it from taking down the aircraft, which should have enough battery life to manage a safe landing. Of course, the key question isn't how this idea compares to the Hyperloop. It's how it compares to solutions that actually exist, like commercial air travel, highways, trains, and intercity bus networks. Could it compete on efficiency or cost? How long would it take to build, and how much would it cost to maintain? Large infrastructure projects, like laying hundreds of miles of power cables, are always complicated and expensive, at least in the United States. Throw in the serious regulatory concerns the flying car space already faces, and this looks like a rather hard sell. But if Carmen can handle those concerns without getting itself tied up in knots, at least it won't have to worry about where its power is coming from. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.